The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Shadows. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Jim Clark. What's going on, Chris? Coming back. We're here. Yes, rounding out 1984. Dude, it's crazy. We were talking about it earlier, and I was just thinking to myself, wow, we are. We're we're about to finish this off. We're going to take a break in the in-between. We're going to do a few movies that aren't 80s, and then we're going to come back to 85, which technically is the middle of the decade. Yeah, so we're like halfway halfway done with the show. Yeah. Well, this portion of the show. Well, yeah. We halfway, still have a whole second documentary. Yeah. Halfway through documentary one of In Search of Darkness. If you've been with us from the beginning, you know that's what this show is. We do, we're watching all the movies mentioned in In Search of Darkness one in order uh, with some breaks in between the years. Yeah, dude. It's really cool. Yeah. It's been really cool to see the evolution of horror like this in the 80s. Well, the horror that they present to us. Yeah, but still, right? Because these are. These are basically the core films yes i mean we do we do get these these um these b films too but they're they're the kinds that have become cult classics yes they weren't big in theaters they weren't you know freddy krueger nightmare and elm street franchise uh level nope but they have become kind of you know uh these movies that fans of horror they hold dear to their hearts. They they know they're not this level, but they they think at least this is why it's cult is because the fans think it's good enough. Like this is still good enough to stand up with those because yes, stories are Look great, at- acting is great. Sometimes it's 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 all the package, and you're like, how come nobody talked about this? Like the burning for me, the burning is well, always burning, one of those. But also the one that we that both hit us like that, uh, my bloody Valentine. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So this is another one. Uh, the final one we're watching for 1984 mm-hmm. is another one of these movies that never took off in theaters. Nope. But boy, is it a cult? Like there, this, every there's a. It's rare where I find people who have seen this and they're like, "Ugh, I really? didn't like that." Yeah. Well, guess what? <laughs> Let's get into it. <laughs> Not here. 1984. We're talking about the night of the comet. Did you ever wonder what it would be like to be one of the last people on Earth? We're talking ghost town! Who would you see? There's nobody. I mean, there's nobody. What would you do? Hey, I'm sorry if the end of the world makes me a little nervous. Where would you go? The stars are up ahead! Well, get ready to find out, because the comet is coming into your orbit. The legal drinking age is now 10, but... You will need ID. Let's be real. It's the night of the comet. What do you give me if I come back? Texas. Night of the comet. I'll be taking requests from all you teenage comet zombies. The night the teenagers ruled the world. Yeah! Night of the comet. The garden of civilization is on us. Fiction, isn't it? Oh, we'll be 
not the. It's just Night of the Comet. But this movie, yeah, has reached that status where it's it's got quite a cult following. Um, For and good when, reason. Yeah, and when you watch it, you know, it's... it's you know what? I'm going to ask you. We I asked you right before we started. You okay. had not seen it until this. No, no, I've never seen this movie before. I remember what I, I remember some of the stuff they were saying about it on the documentary, but I've yeah. never seen this movie. And how many times have you seen it now before we record? Uh, I saw it two times through, and then I had it on in the background listen, at work today. A listen yeah, through, yeah, yeah. All right. So, do you want to get into your thoughts on it first, or do you want to go through the movie first? How do you want to do it? It's it's the end of eighty four, bro. I'm gonna let you call the let's, shots. Are we going into the movie first, or are we gonna talk about our thoughts and then talk about the movie? Let's um, let's go into our thoughts because I don't think we need to spend a long time on our thoughts because we'll be intermixing it as we go through it. But our there initial you thought: you're we're walking out of the yeah. theater. So what do you think? It's your first time seeing it. I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed yeah. it a lot. There was a lot that that I, uh, I I could pick out of it that I was like, okay. That detracted from it, but everything else around it picked up for that. So some of the dialogue, um, I felt was very wordy. Okay, it was interesting because there's time. There was the one line when she, when Reggie called her sister Sarah. This is the first time we see Sarah, mm-hmm. and she says, "Oh yeah, I had it out. I had it out again with Doris for yeah. the last time again." It's like, okay, well, you didn't need to put again at the end. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like very extra wordy. Like somebody didn't go. Well, she's letting no you know. Editor. She's letting you know it's the last. Because she keeps. She, it's probably one of these things where she calls her sister. and She's like, I did it. The, this is the last time I'm doing this. And then the next time she's like, yeah, well, this was the last time again. See, and I could believe that. And I could let that go. Yeah. If there weren't a couple other spots in the yeah, movie where yeah, the yeah, dialogue yeah. was wordy too. And I'm like, I got gotcha. you. Okay. So yeah, dialogue was not the strongest in this. Yeah, there were a few times. At, no, but there were some times where the dialogue was really great. Like yeah. the scene where they're talking at the police car out in the city. Yeah. That's a heartfelt moment. That's great dialogue, dude. That entire scene is great. But yeah. then you have these moments, and it's like, what the hell? There's two different night and day, you know what I mean? But the other, other than thing, that, oh, yeah, other go ahead. thing is the filter... For being outdoors, the red. This filter, is dude. why everyone loves it, though. It's this and is what I adds to it. Exactly why it adds to yes, what know. this movie is as a package, mm-hmm. right? So you loved it, like yes, you, you walk away it. just being like, it, yes, it was great. It, it felt a lot like um, Day of the Dead. Yes, yep. Um, mm-hmm. But original enough that, and interesting enough, you know, because you have red brick dust people. Yep. And it's like, what the fuck happened? What's going on? I wish there would have been a little bit more explained. Yeah. Um, but you know what I like that it wasn't explained is because... They don't really know. They don't know they either. They don't know. So yeah, they're just so trying to... Until this one scientist woman, which we get to towards the end, realizes, like, doesn't matter what we think we know. Mm-hmm. We're all doomed to the same fate. Well, they are. Right. In their minds. The, 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 the kids aren't. Let's get to this. But yes. Night of the Comet. Well, hang dude. on, hang oh, on. Oh, Ooh. we're walking out of the theater. What does Chris think? Walking out of the theater. I've seen it before. Yes, I know you've seen it before. But I, I do. I love this movie. I love it for what it is. There's, there's a lot of different things. There's elements throughout this entire movie that tie me to other movies that I love. Okay. And because of that, it makes me feel like I know this movie. I like the characters, and like you said, uh, you know. The writing is pretty decent. There are times where it falters, but overall, no, like this is not. I mean, this is pretty well, pretty decent written movie. 
Are you going to find holes here and there? Sure. Obviously, sure. yes. But what this is, uh, for what it is, it's got all of these different elements, like I said, that kind of tie to other movies that are reminiscent, even ones that came after, because it's it's things that I know already. So when I yeah. watch this, it kind of reinforces that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I, I love it. Even down to the filter, dude. I love that filter. <laughs> I really do. I love it because that was something that they did back in those days when they had to kind of show this you know, this atmosphere of, of but that's, again, apocalypse. You do what you got to do. Right. You work with what you have. Right. Um, dude, even the even the hokey special effects of the night, right? Oh, when that stuff's yes, coming in. Comment, like, that was wild. Dude. Like, there's a lot to talk about here. But, yeah, I love it. I absolutely love this movie. It's one of these movies that, like, I was telling you before, I saw it when I was younger, and I've seen it throughout my life here and there, but I haven't seen it, honestly, in probably four or five years. You know, I can't remember when's the last time I actually sat down and watched, watched it in it, full. It, yeah. So watching it in full uh, for the show, and I only did it once, uh, it was like, oh, I remember this. It's familiarity. I remember a lot of the beats. There's things I forgot about, and I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right? And mm-hmm. yeah, dude, I love it. I love Good. this movie. Good. So let's get into it, dude. Sure thing. Night of the Comet tells the story basically of the idea that it, there's this comet that's going by Earth and it only comes by the last time it came by was when the dinosaurs were around. Mm-hmm. Right. And Earth was going to be pat like when the comet went by, it's a monster comet, the comet that kills. Right. As it passes by, uh, Earth was going to be the 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 or the orbit of Earth was going to go through its tail. And yes. the idea was that. No one knew what was going to happen because the last time this this size comet came by again was dinosaur times where there's mm-hmm. no written record. There's no humans. Um, and the movie wait, wait, opens. Wait, you mean the Flintstones didn't exist with the dinosaurs? Did you ever see the dinosaurs TV show? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's how they end it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, did you ever see how that shit ends? That shit's fucking horrible, Damn, dude, bro. that's a show from my childhood. Wow. <laughs> and it's a fuck. Uh, when I see the ending of that, I'm like, that is, like, how can you do this? I know. Like, people, wa- oh, but there's that's another huge, conversation. dark humor there, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's another conversation. But the idea is, is there's this comic coming, and this movie opens with the, the not that, uh, it's in California. It's right? in Los Angeles, yep. And we we see all these people who know this is coming. Everybody knows the comet's coming. It's been it's been this this thing that everybody's like, we're all going to be watching the comet tonight, mm-hmm. right? There's comet parties being planned all over the place, and we start right at well. The first thing we see there's a little bit of narration about the, the comet. comet and history and and we're traveling through space. This thing doesn't look like a comet, bro. <laughs> Not at all. You've seen Don't Look Up, right? Yes. That's what a comet looks like when it's in the sky. Okay. Uh, even in space, the comet is not this kind of lens flare that just, just drifts across the screen. Okay, I love the movie, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm giving it a pass, but this is what the comet is. It's a yes. lens flare effect that just goes across the screen. Um, everybody's preparing for it, right? And, we, and are, we are, we're introduced immediately into the world of a movie theater mm-hmm. and its employees. And, and as soon as this happened... Hooked. Bro, as soon as I was watching this today or the other day when I was watching it, I was like, Jim's going to love this. He's going to love this part that this is the movie theater and that these are the employees. And we actually follow the employee of the movie theater. Yep. Um. So we get this. It's the night that the comet's going by. Everybody's, mm-hmm. you know, getting ready to to go home and watch this. Uh, they're selling these little like antenna, alien antenna yeah. moonbe- uh, uh headbands. Um. 
it's just it's you get you kind of get sucked into this thing now there's this thing that's happening right Mm -hmm. also let's point this out this is a christmas movie yes it is another christmas movie that you would never think oh i put this on at christmas time (laughs) now you will just because there's a christmas song bro there's movie it is and there's lights, and it's right before Christmas. There's, there's all Santa kinds Claus. of stuff that says Merry Christmas and Happy Christmas. Mm-hmm. He goes in his house, and it's got the tree and every. Remember? Yeah. yeah. No, so, I know. Uh, I know. It's the, uh, it's the, we're introduced but, to. But that, that right there. Yeah. When I lived in LA, that was the weirdest thing. Having Christmas Driving in LA. around, yes, and listening to Christmas music. Because when it's you grew up here, bro. Outside, you grew up here. I grew yeah, up in I Florida. Know. I know it's, what that's like. Yeah, it's, it was weird <laughs> to, to experience that. I love it here. Trust me, it's a much better feeling well, here yeah, than in because, Florida. Yeah, because it's more Christmassy. Yeah. You know? So anyway. we're, in, we're introduced to Reggie. Mm-hmm. Our main character, uh, she works at the movie theater. She's playing an arcade game that, uh, I don't know what it is. It's some sort of like Asteroids Space Invaders yeah. style game, and which when you see her score, like you know she's the best at it, except somebody else got the, the, yeah, the sixth place. Yeah, she filled every single, spot, every D- single slot. DMK? DMK, right? Yep. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, she's got to she's got to work or, or do whatever. And her boss telling I forgot what he's telling her to do. And he's like, hey, I'm not oh, paying you to said, do this. I need you to go do something else. Yeah. And she's like, well, they or something. She came up with some excuse. We said, OK, so take the flashlight and go walk the house. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. So she goes to the 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 projector room. There's this dude working there. Do you remember his line? I loved his line. No. He's doing to her what he's doing to me. <laughs> Uh, we have a projector room guy and we get the idea that these guys have hooked up before because Mm -hmm. there's this he says something about giving her 15 bucks for something oh he's waiting for so he this dude's like the original pirate he takes these reels gives it to a friend who goes and dubs them and then he brings them back and he's like i want if you can stick around and watch for it i'll give you 15 bucks and then she's just like i I can't take that if we're gonna make it (laughs) How do you love that, dude? The '80s phrase for having oh, dude, sex. Oh, dude, a lot. Well, there was a lot of terminology, bitching. <laughs> like people don't say that anymore, but, but I love and it. And he's like, she's like, "How's it gonna look if you pay me to when we make it?" He's like, "I'm not gonna give you that then." Like, and besides, everybody knows you're worth more than fifteen. <laughs> yeah, and that makes I'm like, damn, she sleeps around the theater, huh? Like I guess everybody, so. are, okay, okay, nothing wrong with that. They start making out. They're you know they're doing their own thing. There is a point where she ends up calling her sister, and her sister's at home. Yeah, or is it she's vice versa? Re- staying there with the dude. Yeah. So she calls her sister. Uh, I think that's what they were going to do. Is I think they had plans to go. They were going to go see the comet, but then he had to wait around for the real right to come back. Exactly. And that's the thing. Everybody's there's parties to see this comet. Yeah. Everybody wants to see this. So she calls her sister at home and says, "Listen, I'm not going to be home for this thing. Tell what was her name again? Stepmom. Um, uh, D, D something. Donna." Oh, what was it? Blah blah. Who cares? Stepmom, right? Tell Bitch. our stepmom. Tell our stepmom that I'm. Uh, I'm not going to come home. So she's just like, hey, uh, she's on the phone and this and that. So she's talking to her, Doris. Doris. And she is a bitch, dude. And yeah. you get, you know, immediately that she's not their real mom. And yes. immediately the way Step she's mom, talking, yep. she's like, your dad's away on some banana boat in the, you know, in South America, like a Greenpeace type of dude. He's down yeah. there just doing good for the world. And she's here with the neighbor at a party, like just hanging all over him. So she's talking to her da- the the stepdaughter on the phone. She's like, "Yeah, no, you're coming home. I'll see you here in five minutes." 
the girl that's here at home, uh, that the the younger sister that's at home, it's just like you know they start having some sort of altercation. She's just like this. She gives her attitude. Mm-hmm. She slaps the girl. The girl slaps Doris. And back. I was like, "Damn, you good for you!" But then she punches her across the face. Yeah, dude. then Doris punches that bitch and knocks her over the couch. And it's just like, this ain't happening. Yeah. I'm going outside. Remember where you are on the food chain. Yeah. Honey. She goes, oh, oh, that's right. She said something about your dad wouldn't wouldn't like this and that. She goes, oh, yeah, well, dad probably wouldn't like you like with the Fucking neighbor. The dude across the street. I yeah. know you're just going to be out there with his hands down your pants. And that's when she slapped her and that yeah. whole shit went down, dude. Uh, so they all go outside for the party except for the younger girl. She stays in the house, right? Yeah, she's pissed off. And we have... Uh, there's all kinds of people. You see the news. There's a news thing that's happening on TV. Yeah, we're a really awkward newscaster. Right, dude. What was dude? wrong with his newscaster? <laughs> I got to tell you, that dude, I'm just like, come on, bro. Really? What's what's going super, on with you, bro? I don't know. He was nervous. Because everybody weird... else called out and they put him on the spot to do the newscast. He was the boom mic guy. And yeah. he was just like, what? I'm not an actor. They're like, dude, we need you. We need you today. This movie's not going to happen if you're not in it. And he's just like. <laughs> fine i'm just telling you right now i freeze on camera they're like no oh, no you'll be fine and he's just like uh, uh, uh something's happening here and then he goes <laughs> he just stares off to the side <laughs> oh it's so good though it's so good this is one of those pieces that just lends to how awesome this is right newfoundland <laughs> <laughs> so good um so now the comet's passing right yes and we see the sky and we have all of this kind of um uh, what is it when you have the the exposure of your film and it's the negative? You see like negative, oh, negative exposure, colors, st- yes. sky colors, these weird kind of effects. Yes, I still love it, dude. No, I, know I know how hokey it looks, what, but that's bro, what makes it what it is. It's so good. So I'm watching this. And I'm like, wow, this is a trip, dude. <laughs> and we're watching all this go down. Right then, we cut to the next day. Yep. And like you said, now there's this weird red haze. Mm-hmm. In the air, in the, the sky, and uh, just it's it's just really ominous looking. And uh, our main character Reggie, she's waking up. You know, they had spent the night there, and the uh, the projector room dude, he's like, "The fuck, bro! Wait, fifteen minutes. This guy's fucking late. Like, what the hell's happening right now? Right? Well, yeah, his ass is on the line. He's like, "All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get him. I'm gonna go to his house and get it." And so she's just, you know, she's trying to wake up. He's going outside, and boom, we get our first look at what's going on in the world. Yes. Which is amazing, because I'm going to point it out right now. In terms of the zombie stuff, the real life, not the girl's dreams either. Two? Three? How many characters did we see that way? The little kid, that guy. One, two. You had the thug. Well, him, you had the thugs at the mall. Well, not all of them, just the leader. I feel like the leader was the only one that was that way. I don't feel like they were all that way. I, f- I think they all would have eventually become that yeah, way. Yeah, well, that was the, the point. Shoes. That was the point, right. Oh, did we talk about the scientist people? Did, when did that Oh, that was up? at the very, very beginning when he was giving the monologue. There were scientist people who went yes. to a um, fallout shelter. Yes, and they're there to study the effects. Well, because they also didn't trust the comet going by what right. was going to happen either. So they're so also there to, be to study. safe than sorry. Yep. And so now there's this group of scientists as well. So yes. just keep that in the back of your minds, listener, if you've never seen this movie and you're just, you know, you're, you're driving late at night and you're like, I want to listen to a podcast. Oh, this sounds cool. Night of the Comet. And you're so listening just, to me and Jim tell yes. you the story. So we just mentioned that part. So now rewind the episode and go back to where 
that should be inserted. And then keep playing from there. Yes. Now, <laughs> we just cut it that way. New listeners are like, what the hell is happening right <laughs> now? Um, okay, so he opens the door, right? And mm-hmm. we've got this dude that lo- obviously looks like a zombie, right? But it's a crazy Some looking sort of zombie. Like zombie. sunken eyes. He can like talk. We find that out later. But immediately he's right there and he bashes a uh, projectionist with a, a wrench. Yep. Just bashes him in the head and just beats him down bloody. And it looked like when the projectionist was on the ground and he hit him again, it looks like you can clearly see he's not even like making content. He's like way off to the side. Dude. <laughs> you got to like, love oh, it. that's great. You got to love it. Um, So then, yeah, Reggie gets up and she's she's like, I cannot go another day knowing that DMK is on my videos. Yeah. Video so she game. goes down there and gets his ass off. <laughs> she goes down and just starts playing the video game like immediately. And this is the eighties, right? So video games are somewhat new coming out in the seventies, late seventies. Right. Mm-hmm. And especially these kinds of games, arcades, right? I get that. Do you remember being young and getting your first video game thing? And you have your favorite game. You're playing it. You All go to time. bed that night. And the first thing in the morning is like the weekend. You're like, I want to get up and play it. Like, I got to keep going and see that, where I'm... That was you know any I mean? time I got a new game when I was a kid, dude. Bro. So I get where she's coming from. When she's, like, perfectionist, she wants to have all the scores, and she knows this dude's in there. See, but here's the, here, here's the thing, too. I love that they have her playing this game, because to me, this movie feels like a video game. Oh, I can you see ever that. Play, you ever play Dead Rising, where he's at the mall? No, I don't think so. So I to should... me, it feels like that, because it's a wide Wait, wasn't Dead world. Rising on an island? On, uh, yeah, you're right. Not Dead Rising. What's the other one? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's a, a version of Dead Rising. I just remember playing the Island one, or was it or was Dead that Island? Called, uh, Dead, Dead, Dead Island. Island. Yeah, 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 Dead yeah, Rising yeah, yeah. is the one I think where he is at the mall. Okay. Um, nice. But it feels like that because it's a wide open world that you can explore. You got to go to different places. There's different groups of people, like these dudes at the mall. Oh, see, I'm gonna have like to the find scientists. that game. I'm gonna have to find that game. Yeah, and it's in a zombie world. But she wakes up, dude, and she's just like, I'm going to go play this video game. Mm-hmm. I got to beat this guy's score. And she does. She yep. gets it. She's excited. Now she's like, all right, Larry, where are you at? That's the dude's name, projectionist, Larry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she goes looking for him, right? Mm-hmm. She's opening the door. She opens the the front of the door, remember, and she can't. Uh, she tries to prop it open. Yeah, yeah, and then it closes behind her. She's like, fuck. All right, fine. I got to go around the back because mm-hmm. I know Larry's, you know, he's back there somewhere or in the vicinity or at least he's going to come back that way to let me in when he comes back. Yeah. Uh, and when she gets back there, she's like, what's this weird looking wrench with some blood all over it? And the keys are sitting there. Yeah. The keys, his motorcycle's still there. She's yep. like, huh? And then the dude comes out, the zombie well, guy. Well, she goes, she starts walking back towards the motorcycle. And she's yeah. hearing, you know, rustling around, and then he comes out. Yep. And this is where we see that he can talk. Yes. He's li- what is he like, get over here. He's like, come here. <laughs> That's the best you could do, bro. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm hurt. Can you help me? Right? That would be better. Yeah, but we also don't know what's going on with his brain. Right. But he's all, come here. And she's like, fuck you. Are you kidding me? I ain't coming near you. And he's like coming at her and, and she jumps on. She wrestles with him or not. She hits him with something. Yeah. Can't remember what it was. She hits him with something. She jumps on the bike, starts it up and tears away. Mm-hmm. And um, she's like, all right, I got to go home. So she goes home, walks inside. And now, no, first of all, 
Let me let me rewind real quick. She comes out of the theater. The first thing she notices at the front of the theater is everybody's clothes laying around with dust everywhere. Yeah, she's picking up people's articles of clothes. And she's like, what is this stuff, right? She's yeah. still not she's kind of putting two and two together, but she's not there yet. Not till she gets to her house. She gets to her house, she realizes like shit ain't right here. She goes in. She's looking around. And uh she runs into her sister. Boom, her sister comes in. Yep. So her sister Her sister alive. has no idea what the hell's going on either. No. She's even more oblivious than her sister than 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 Reggie is. Yeah. So uh she's like, "Hey, you know, so and so's across the street with uh with the neighbor." Across the street with uh, I can't remember his name. Getting porked. Wait yep. till we tell dad and it's like, this is it. This is how we're going to get rid of this bitch once yeah. and for all. And Reggie's just like, "No." Do you not know her? The sister's Sam, right? Sam. Yeah. Samantha. So Reggie, Reggie's like, no. Like, there's nobody around. Don't you see what's happening? She's outside where mm-hmm. the whole party was there, the little cul-de-sac the, area. Yeah. She's like, this is Doris. She's holding that shit up. And Sam's just like, huh? <laughs> Which is weird because this whole movie, Sam takes it pretty easy that this is all going down. Because all of a sudden, they're like, "Like, what's happening? Is there anybody else that's, ha- you know, like... Yeah. What she, what mean, just she, happened, right? And then the radio goes on, right? The radio's been playing, it's music, and then all of a sudden you hear the DJ. Yeah. And they look at it and they're like, we got to go to the radio station. Yep. And now I'm loving it. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> the radio station? That's where you want to be. Like, this is why it's dead rising, because you got to go to different places. So maybe not in the mall, but you're going to different places around town. It's like they... Have what they got to do here. They get it done, then they move on to the next place. Do what right. they got to do, get it done, then move on to the next place. Right. You know. Uh. Or like your show, Walking Dead. Yeah, that too. Um. So they go to the 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 they go to the the radio station. They mm-hmm. get there. They kind of get in. They're looking around. They're looking for the DJ. Right. They want to yeah. be like, all right, can we find other people? Who else are survivors? And. They're there, music's playing, and they're like looking for a DJ. And I love this. I love this is so 80s because this this radio station is all dark. There's no lighting except for neon lights. Yeah. It's just nothing but like tubes and tubes of neon lights <laughs> all over this this place. Certain ones blink on and off. Some don't. Some are part just of just solid. like the fringe and shit. Yep. But I'm just like, oh, I love this place, dude. I would love to hang out there while the world's going crazy. Hell you yeah, serious? dude. They got like lounge couches, like, and they're like, nice. yeah, they're like, there's got to be some, like, where's this DJ? Where is he? All of a sudden, you hear a click. They watch this reel start spinning, and all of a sudden, you hear the DJ come on as the music ends, and he's talking, and they realize it's a pre-recorded DJ. Yep. Because let's be honest, when it's the holidays, typically you would pre-record your holiday show and just play it, and have somebody that came by and monitored everything that it was yeah. okay, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what this whole thing was. It's it's Christmas time around Christmas, and there's no DJ, bro. So now, well, I I think it was more so there was no DJ because he left to go see the comet. Oh, that's right. You know what? You're right. That's what it was. Yeah. He had it playing and, and ready to go because he was doing the Comet thing, and he probably knew he was going to be tired the next day. Yeah. He wasn't coming in the next day after partying all night. Uh, So while they're there, all of a sudden- Yeah, because it's this, the 80s. He's a DJ in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. partying, dude. <laughs> all of a sudden, boom. Door busts open, and there's this dude pointing a gun at them. Well, he was in the building. Oh, yeah. That's right. He, he was, was sneaking he, around in the shadows watching him. Yes. He pops out. He's got a gun pointed at them. And this is where we meet Hector, mm-hmm. another survivor who 
he realizes they're okay too, right? Yep. So they start talking, you know, how'd you get here? What do you, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. We're going to shelter here for, for a day or so, see what's happening. Um, there's a moment where him and Reggie start to have a moment. A moment. They start yep. to, you know, talk, get to know each other a little better. So while they're off doing the thing, Sam. Oh, Sam gets on and starts playing DJ. She's playing with the DJ and stuff. She That's says, right. Yeah, call in. Call in with your whatever. Yeah. Is anybody out there? And then she gets a phone call. Yeah. So then she runs to grab them. Yep. Mm-hmm. And was anywhere no one's there she's talking right but no no, one's no on. she was talking because she says yeah they said they were in the desert they were some part of some oh, think tank that's or something right. that's right and mm-hmm. so so now we know there's other people out there and so in and their world they know, they know that's that's happening right yep. like we knew it from the beginning but now like we know this, this is, is where we, this is where it comes full circle and it ties back in yes she talks to them she ends up getting off the line reggie and and hector come back and are talking to her like what's going on yeah 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 and the mic is still live so these scientists are literally listening to them, and mm-hmm. and by the things they're saying, they're starting to figure out like kind what's of where they on? are and yeah. what's happening, right? Um, but they also realize that there's people who, you know, people who have been exposed to the comet have had these things change them into these zombie creatures, right? Mm-hmm. Or um, if it was direct exposure, they were just vaporized. People who are more protected, like much more protected, layers of where however many rooms away or or no windows or whatever it was. They were still human, and we find out a little bit later that it doesn't matter that this—they're all everybody's still going to to succumb at some point. There's a, a slow acceleration process. See, I didn't know if if they were going to because again, these people don't know. These aren't right. I mean, they're they're still in the dark. Themselves. But they were in the bunker, and they were all starting to feel their own ex- their own yes, effects because, like the lady says later, some ventilation. ventilation open. Right. Right. True. 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 Um, but who knows? Because you would think in the projection room that there's ventilation. Right. So after all that goes down, um, Reggie and Hector go off and spend some time together. And that's mm-hmm. where Sam wants to take a nap. And she's listening to them. She gets a little jealous. She yep. takes a nap. Um, the next thing we know, she's in a car and she's driving away. And you're thinking, okay, you know, she got a little too jealous. She's like, you know, fuck this. I'm out of here. Yeah. And she's gone. And all of a sudden, she's getting pulled over. And in her mind, she's like, hang on a second. Why am I getting pulled over when there's nobody around right now? Well, no. She's like, where the hell were you guys earlier when we yeah. needed you? Yeah. Well, you know, she's got that kind of mentality. Like, oh, really? All of a sudden, it's not. Yeah. They're zombies. Yep. And they're bashing in. They're grabbing her. Then she wakes up. And she's just like, oh, my God. That was just a dream. Mm-hmm. She's still in the radio station. So she gets up. And she's just kind of like, let me go into the bathroom and just kind of splash some water on my face. And and she starts to think, you know what, maybe I need to clean myself off a little. I haven't had a shower in days. So she starts to take her clothes off. She Mm -hmm. stays in her panties and her her bra, but she starts to kind of wash herself down. And all of a sudden, here comes that one of those officer things right behind her Mm -hmm. and grabs her. She screams. And again, she wakes up. It was just a dream again. (laughs) And her sister comes in and is like, you okay? You okay? And uh, she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a dream. Hector's like, yo, I got to go see if my mom's okay. I got to go to San Francisco, San Diego, San Diego. Diego. Got to go see if my mom's okay. So he's like, all right, I'm going to go check out my mom. And the two sisters, yeah, the two sisters are sitting there having a moment. And I was wondering, though, with this thing with, with Sam, do you feel like, Maybe I'm just reading way too into it, but maybe this character had a bad experience in that way with the cops. 
It's possible. Because like in, like that was it was Trauma. two in a row. You know what I mean? It was very weird. I don't know why I thought that way. I don't know. Maybe there's something later in the film too that made me think, ooh, I wonder if she had some experiences. Um. Anyway, so he goes in to go check on that. Um, and like you said, Sam and Reggie have this heart to heart. They kind of, oh, where did they get the guns from? First of all, all of a sudden they had some, they had Uzis or whatever they yeah. were that came out of nowhere. Or did I just miss like a scene that I blink and I wasn't paying attention for a second because they were just like, all right, let's go and see what's going on out there. And they went out and they're kind of exploring, yeah, but then they had the cop car the guns from, they weren't Uzis. They had guns. They somethings. They're See, and I think their dad's part of the military. I don't think he was down there on a peace mission. Oh, okay, yeah, military maybe. So they're talking, they're hanging out, and they they had their little heart to heart. Shooting their guns off. And then there's this moment where they're like, you know what? This is our world now. All the stores are open. Let's go. Yeah, fuck it. Let's go to the mall. And now, another thing that we're very familiar with, the mall. Yep. Who's not Who's not been to a mall before? Well. Who's not wanted to be in a mall and just be able to run free and do whatever Here's you want? Here's the thing, though, Chris. People our generation. A lot of people younger than me probably no. don't give two shits. No. The mall's still a thing for those kids, dude. That's a place for everybody to get dropped off to go hang out. Because that, that was the place to be, man, at the mall. But malls are dying. Right. But they're going there. They want to buy a bunch of... They, they want to just get a bunch of yeah, stuff, right? Yeah, they take it all. Why? I mean, you're not paying anybody. And... um. All of a sudden, we come across a band of other survivors. Yeah, this dude. That have been hanging out in the mall and come after them. They've got guns and everything. They're coming after them. And we have this kind of battle between the girls and these guys, right? Mm-hmm. And the leader of these guys is obviously changing. He looks like one of these zombies, but like the intelligent kind. Yeah. He can talk. He knows exactly what he's doing. This dude's weird, dude. Conniving. He just... His mannerisms, his voice. How good, though. He sa- you know what he what sounds like? What a great performance. Like? But you know what he sounds like? Who? I'm not saying it's not, but you know yeah. what he sounds like? He sounds like the mother from Sleepaway Camp. Really? I'll have to go back and listen to it yes. again. Listen, like the way he speaks and his inflections and the way he s- pronunciates his words. Yeah. So uh, there's a firefight. Like they're fighting him off. They're they're trying to kill him he off. He kills and- one of his own people, so you find out. Well, that's great because Reggie gets this dude, right? And so that's mm-hmm. why I know they weren't all zombies because this guy wasn't. She gets this dude and is just like, all right, I have him as a hostage, right? And the leader's just like, yeah, I can't afford to have hostages out there. Like, I can't afford this. And she's thinking, okay, cool, I got the upper hand. And the dude fucking kills the guy. He's like, I told you, I can't afford to have that. Yeah. <laughs> like, he didn't give a fuck, dude. So there's, you know, there's the, they capture Sam. Um, that's when that whole thing goes down with the hostage. They end up getting Reggie as what well. What did she say? She said, you're crazy. And he goes, yeah. I'm not crazy. I just don't <laughs> give a fuck. Yeah, dude. They capture Sam. They capture Reggie. They tie them up. And they're just like, we're going to kill you. Yeah. We don't care. Oh, and he starts playing like Russian roulette with him. Which is fucked up. And he's like, yeah. hold on. Did I forget to pull bullets in this? Oh, no. Here it is. I just had to be patient. I think this is the one, ladies. <laughs> And then all of a sudden they get blown away. Yep. And it's because the scientists had been triangulating where these people were and were like, we're going to go there, right? Yep. So let's rewind just a little bit to go to the scientists. The scientists are underground. They're doing all the studies. They're realizing that certain people are accelerating at certain rates. Um, they have found other survivors and they're basically taking these survivors in because they need to study them. They want to take blood. They want to use their, you know, their blood for certain things. Uh, even isn't it for them to, be able, to re- yeah, to be yeah, able to cure themselves, tra- transfuse uh, and, and cure themselves, um, which in their minds is to continue to cure the human race. Like we need to survive so that we can do this. 
Uh, so well, that's I mean, all going down. Yeah, look at what they used to do with medication testing way back in the day. Yeah, uh, there's the one. La- there's a lady scientist that she's just like, you know, I think this is going to be inevitable, and she's keeping track of things. And there's this moment where she starts realizing this starts to mess with their memory, and she can't even spell. Like she's trying to write the sentence, and mm-hmm. she's just like. I thought that was awesome, dude. Like I was yeah. watching that now going like, this is awesome. Like the way they're showing well, the effects they, of this thing. And then the thing. way they, they, they bring it up with other characters too later yes. on. You can see it. And it's things like that you pick up and you're like, yep, they're losing it. Yes. Um, so they end up getting to L.A. And one of the scientists is like, we should use deductive reasoning. <laughs> if I was a, if I was a, a youth at this time, right, in this world, where would I go if I had the whole city to myself? And they're like, oh, the mall. Right, because in the eighties, the mall was the place for all kids. Like all the kids went to the mall, or it was just in the script, or (laughs) they used deductive reasoning. But or Valley girls went to the mall. Oh yeah, no, I and that's what Sam was. I mean, both these girls were Valley girls, but Sam was very much more. The movie took place in L.A. Yeah, but their house and everything looked like they were up from like Santa Clarita. So these kids are coming in, and that's the whole point. Yeah. Like, where are these girls going to go? The mall. Immediately in the 80s, you're going to think that. And as yeah. a scientist whose memory's going, of course, your deductive reasoning immediately just says mall. But they go, <laughs> and they find them. They come to the rescue, and they shoot down all of these guys, which to me, I'm thinking to myself, you didn't check to see if they were zombies. If they were just normal humans, sure, this is some fucked up shit going on, but like... Hold them down, drop your guns, bring them in for more testing to see what you could do with this. No, because if you do that, you're opening that up to a situation where they're all going to die. True. True, true, true. That's a certain that's that's not everyday walking down the street. That's survival of the fittest. True. Uh meanwhile, Hector gets home. Mm-hmm. Uh he gets into his house. He's trying to find his mom. Um he can't find her. Everybody's kind of gone, so uh, he's grabbing he some of the, knows, yeah. He's yeah. grabbing some of the things he needs. He's got a gun. Uh, he drove a, a semi truck, some there, sort of truck there, right? He was a truck driver, yeah. Now was it? Did it run out of gas? Because why did he leave it? And why he came back in the other car? So at the end, at the so he walks through this house and we hear something on the other side of the door. It's all this grunting. He's like, yeah. "What the hell is that?" And yeah, we're this is expecting, a funny scene, dude. And we're expecting it to be his mom, right? Like I am. I'm like, "Oh, it's his it's, or an it's adult, somebody, right?" It's a little kid. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh hell no." But he closes the door. That kid makes his way in anyway. And he's just like, you're lucky I like kids because he won't shoot him. He's just avoiding him the whole time. This kid's just like every time he lunges at him, he's just like because again, biffs. you don't know if they can be healed or not. True. Uh, but he, he ends up outrunning this kid and running down the street instead of getting into the truck and taking off. What's the point yeah. of that? I don't know. Maybe so, he knew there was another car. He was going to get or, to the yeah, car. Maybe he had his other that car, right? A nice car, dude. You got to drive in style when it's the end of the world. I know. So um, now we're back with the scientists, and they they're basically got the story from Reggie and mm-hmm. Sam, like how they how did they survive? What was their situation? Where were they at? And so they're like, okay, we're gonna need her, right? They look at Reggie. She's very smart. She's she knows what she's doing. Um, and the scientists look at Sam, and they're like, yeah, we really don't need her so much. So. Well, no, they look at, they look at, well, no, no, no. The reasoning is because oh, she they had think the, Sam's infected. Yes, because she keeps itching. She keeps uh, scratching and, and, herself. And, and That's Reggie right. looks absolutely fine. So they're like, all right, well, we're going to take her. And you know what to do with put her. put the other one down. So, uh, Which is the, fucked up because if she's infected, they're all infected. Why can't you just try and save her like you're saving yourselves, yeah. you asses? And this is exactly why this doctor does what she does now. Yeah. 
this is the one that you know the the lead woman doctor uh, that she was kind of writing all of these journals and things she knows where this is going and in her mind it's inevitable everybody's going to succumb at some point yeah but she doesn't feel like that's what this girl really is dealing with she thinks this girl really is dealing with hives because sam keeps itching herself when she's nervous and in high stress situations um so see but and then that's where i thought that they thought she was infected, but she really wasn't. She's actually not infected. The other scientists, got... but I don't think this woman did. This woman didn't think so because when she and this guy are left behind to do what they need to do, mm-hmm. she fills up a syringe, she injects this girl, and she just kind of goes to sleep. Yeah. And we're like, holy fuck, she killed her. She just put her to sleep, you know, like you put a dog to sleep. Uh, and then... The scientist was like, okay, you know, he was, she was saying something, right? And she kept, like, the way she kept talking was like, this scientist was getting nervous. Like, wait, hold on a second. What the fuck's happening here? Because, well, because she was trying to, she was trying, she was basically trying to tell him that she's done. Yeah. She's yeah. done. I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not up. going back. That's what it was. I'm, I'm not going back. You can go back. I'm not going back. And he's kind of slightly reaching for his gun, but he won't. And she's like, what do you think I'm going to do? Pull my gun on you? And he's just he's just like, no. no, he starts to get relaxed. She pulls her gun up and shoots him. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, yeah, no, I know what this is. And now I'm going to inject myself with the real shit. Yeah. And she kills herself. Um, But she talks to Hector first. Oh, yes, that's right. Hector gets there, right? Um, And she's just like, you know what? I guess all, what they said was real. And uh, we're all done for anyway kind of a thing and so that's when she injects herself and Hector's like damn what the hell and he realizes where they went he's got to go save Reggie now right Uh, and he looks at Sam Sam's laying there dead on the couch now we cut back to the scientists and they've got Reggie and they're doing they're questioning her and they're doing all these things and she's just like where's Sam where's Sam they ask her to ask her something about have you ever had hepatitis hepatitis it's all these things like yeah because they didn't want her health HIV whatever pregnant yeah yeah, I love when she's just like, he's like, oh, you don't have to be so difficult or something. She's just like, yeah, it's my ca- the cancer in me. He's like, wait, you have cancer? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, no, I am a cancer. Um, but like she st- keeps asking where her sister is, and then she starts to actually realize, like, hold on a second. What the fuck did they do to my sister, right? Yeah. Meanwhile. Well, she sees the two kids, too, starts asking about oh, them. She sees other, you know, other kids. Are, there's kids there that they just brought in. And, yeah, she's asking, like, what's going on? And, the, oh, these are other survivors. We're just asking questions. We're doing tests. We want to make sure everybody's okay. Uh, meanwhile, this lead scientist, you could the guy who's sticking around, you could tell something's going on with him. Mm-hmm. He's getting these kind of, like, weird changes starting happening with him. starting to wear sunglasses now. Yes. He's starting just to. Just like the guys at the mall. He's starting to get a little bit more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um. Outside, there's you know there's guards around the perimeter, and all of a sudden, here comes Hector in this, fuck whatever. What the, what was this car? Well, we saw him. We saw him pull up in that um, when he was pulling up the radio station before the, the right killed herself. But what a beautiful car, dude! But now he comes with a, a cowboy hat. Yeah, he gets old, out. He's old, like an old Buick, dude. He's all, hey partner, why don't you come over here? Let me talk to you for a minute. And this guy's like, huh? Not a very good guard. And he's just like talking to him, this and that. He's like, yeah. He's like, let me show you something real quick. You like, you like girls? And this guy's like, I well, mean, yeah. yeah. What's up? And he opens a trunk, and there's Sam laying there, dead, mm-hmm. right? And he goes, uh, she's dead. He's like, nah, she's just pretending to be dead so she could fool the guy. And he's like, huh? She just looks up, and she, like, boom, grabs him. 
Pulls Hector slams the fucking thing on his head, and yep. cool, they got in, right? So at that moment, I couldn't tell if she was alive or if she was a zombie. I wasn't she was sure. Alive. She was I wasn't normal. sure yet. Yeah. From here inside, like Reggie's already on, on, on to these guys, so she's she's getting you know she fights the one guy is trying to approach her. She ends up knocking him out mm-hmm. and, and taking off, and so she's escaping, right? Because let's also. Sorry, let's backtrack a little bit. Let's also preface this and say that these two girls, yes, they might be Valley girls, but again, their father's a military-type dude, and he's trained them well. Yeah. So this isn't just like two two average Joe girls going through this whole thing. They have the skills and and enough knowledge to be able to get themselves out of this situation. Right. Uh, She ends up in the room where there's these bodies that are being drained of blood, and that's where she realizes, oh, shit. Yeah, like these, these guys are, are just taking that and just doing whatever they want. So she ends up saving the boy and the girl, and mm-hmm. that's when Sam and Hector arrive, and they start, you know, they blow the whole, they blow the shit up, and they 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 get away. So Sam, Hector, so let me ask you, did they blow the whole facility up? It felt like it. I thought it was just a car, because then I'm like, what about everybody else at the facility? Dude? I thought there was. Oh wait, no, was that there wasn't? It wasn't like that place was huge and fully staffed. It was only a handful. And they were all in that air, and, and they were all in that that truck, that little van thing. No, because there was other people running other vehicles. I thought it was just one vehicle that blew up. Uh, I f- I felt like there was more. Maybe, maybe I just didn't catch it. They blew up the scientists. But yes, they did. There you go. So then they uh, they take off. Right mm-hmm. now it's now it's Uncle Hector and Aunt Reggie. <laughs> yep. The two kids and Sam, and they're all dressed. Yes. Now here's a crazy thing. That night. Or into the next day, we get a storm come through. Mm-hmm. These rains come through. And all of a sudden, the rain starts washing all the dust off everything. Mm-hmm. Washing away the dust of the people. The out of the sky, too. Washes the dust and everything out of the air. It just literally, everything's back to normal. And it's pretty. And it's clear. Mm-hmm. And now we have Hector and Reggie and these two kids. And they're like a family now. It's like they're taking a, a, a Sunday school picture or something, right? Yeah. Uh, they're 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 lining it up. They're taking a picture. They're waiting across the road until the light changes. I love that, right? And and Sam's across the street going, "What are you doing?" And they're like, "We're waiting for the light to change." And she's just like, "Are you kidding me?" And she's like, "We don't cross against the light." And she's like, "Because Reggie's trying to teach these kids like there's still rules." Well, they right? said you the weight of the world rules. is upon them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We have to start the new the new world, right? So like, well, let's keep the rules. Uh, and Sam's like. Guys are idiots. She runs out in the middle of the street. She's like, what are you talking about? Nobody's coming. And then you hear the, like, the screeching tires. Yeah. All of a sudden, this sports car comes around the corner and barely hits her. Just goes right past. Does a U-turn. Comes back around. Does another U-turn. Pulls up. And it's a convertible. There's yep. this young dude in there. Pulls his sunglasses off. And he's like, you can't cross, you can't cross against the light. <laughs> what are you doing? And she's just like, hey. <laughs> he's like, hey, you. And you know, it's like, okay. Yeah. Because earlier she was jealous that she yeah, wasn't getting with, was Hector, getting with right? Hector, right? And if yeah. she was like, it's the end of the world and you're going to get the last dude, like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Now she's got her guy. And he's like, uh, let's go. You want to go for a ride? She's like, oh, she goes, nice car. He's like, yeah, it's one of the 200 that I have or some shit like that. Yeah. And he's like, you want to go for a ride? She's like, yeah. And her sister's like, excuse me? We don't know who this guy is. Like, who is this guy? She goes, what's his name? What's your name? He goes, Danny Mason Keener. He's Danny Mason Keener. She, and, then, and then she goes, oh, okay. That should be fine. And he pulls away and we see his license plate says DMK. And that's the end of the film. Yep. How fun way to end it, too. I know, dude. Because at that point, you kind of forgot about it. I remembered it for a while. 
Right. And then I, it slipped my mind. Because I, I was specifically paying attention to figure out who it was because I figured maybe it was going to be something small. Yeah. And then the reveal at the end. And then when you go back, you're like, oh, that's DMK the whole time. Yeah. But it didn't come until the end. And I love it. I really do because, like I said, this movie has all kinds of things that just mm-hmm. kind of tie to other movies and ideas that I love. Like the idea of the movie theater. Love yes. that, right? There's a magic of yes. being in a theater. And imagine working. I can only imagine working there. You have. Oh, uh, best job The radio I ever station. Had, I've always, yes. The reason I podcast is because I've always had that dream of being mm-hmm. that DJ, that night DJ, right? Um, so that like all of these worlds at the Being mall in Los Angeles with nobody else around. Can you imagine Holy that, fuck, dude? Can you imagine that? Um, and then just the idea of the end of the world, because we've all had that fun fantasy with the apocalypse style thing of where would me and my friends be? Like, how would we survive the end of the, the world, world together? If the end of the world came, where was the first? Where, what's the first place you would go? You know? Yeah. How do, do we all have our own plans like to say, hey. We're all going to contact each other. We're all going to meet here to become this group that survives together. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, when I lived in Florida, I had a, uh, this big group of friends. I think I told you about this before. I had a huge group of friends. We used to hang out all the time. Uh, but the dude, one of the main dudes that was kind of like the center or the son of our, our friend group uh, was this guy, Ed. Ed and Ruth, this couple. But Ed was one of these guys that had an end-of-the-world plan and we all were a part of it, that we all knew that if the end of the world ever came while we were living together still, like we all knew where to go, mm-hmm. when, how to meet there, what, what to bring. He had supplies ready to go. Like, See, he was in ready. Los Angeles, we didn't have supplies ready to go, but we had an emergency plan. Yeah. And you're encouraged Because of earthquakes and shit like earthquakes, that. Because yes. that big one's still waiting to happen, man. It's going to fall into the sea one of these have, days. You got to have an emergency plan ready. And even living here, dude, you should, because you never know what's going to happen. No. So, Aliens um, could just fall from the sky, and there we go, man. We got to start making the plan. <sighs> but this is the movie, right? And that's why I love it, because we end it with everything's in it, too. We get we get zombies. We get yeah, we dude. get the mall thing. We get the bad guys and the good guys. We get it's very scientists. Wholesome, like, uh, wholesome in the sense of everything that's included in it. And then the end. Uh, uh, 80s movie, 80s horror movie. And then it ends not on a bleak note. Like and it the ends music, with dude, like throughout the movie, it's not like the majority of it is in, I think there was maybe one song that I had heard previously. It was a popular song. Other yeah. than that, it was like great 80s music, but not the 80s music you're used to hearing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. It's um, it's awesome. I love this movie. I'm glad. I'm so glad it was on our list to watch. This was mm-hmm. a lot of fun to watch and just to be able to talk and, and, and get into it. And I'm glad like to be able to talk to you knowing it was your first time seeing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm to glad I liked that. it as much as I did. Yeah. Uh, dude, this I wasn't doc- sure. I wasn't sure going into this if I was going to like it or not. This documentary has brought as some much gems to you. I know. You know. I don't think there's really been anything we've watched where I'm like, ah, I don't think I'm ever going to watch that again. Yeah, because I don't think they have Cannibal Holocaust on here. <laughs> I can't watch and it if it reason, ever comes up. I'm never watching that again, dude. It does in the next one. Uh, but and the no only way. reason, the only reason, wait, does it? It's it highlighted? Yeah. Oh fuck it. I'm we're skipping it. Uh. The only reason, because I, <laughs> I still think it's a great movie. Yeah, it's just the things that they did I don't agree with, and it's hard to watch. So uh, it's like uh, I don't even know if it's a great movie. But anyway, th- so there you go. There's the the night of the uh, or night of the comet. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. We're done with eighty four. Yes, we're done. We're halfway through uh, 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 in search of darkness. One. We're getting there. 
Yes. We're taking a break. We're going to take a few weeks to do... Um, we're going to do one that... We're going to do an interlude we've never done before. We're calling it back and forth. Yes. This Hot potato. Hot potato. And yeah. So I'm going to come with one, then Chris, uh, and then we're going to we're gonna have a one in the middle where we have a guest on. Yep. Uh, and then when I'm going to bring another one, and Chris will bring another one, then we'll, uh, we'll be right back in 85. Exactly. And it can be anything. Yeah. Any any time any time any date doesn't matter doesn't have yep. to be 80s. Um so what are we doing next? Where are we going next? So next we're doing we're doing a really Brand new. recent fresh film. Whose uh, film is it? 2020. Uh Ty West is the director. It's called X. Now you've seen this already. I have seen this. I haven't. Y- yes, I know. And I'm excited to hear what you have to say, and I'm excited to talk about this film. So tell me if I'm right here, because okay. the only thing that I've heard at all about this, and it may be even wrong, wrong information, that this is a horror film about the porn industry. Yes. Oh, this is going to be awesome. This In is going to be way, fun. I yes. can't wait. I can't yeah, wait to dude, see what oh, it is. But oh, Because, again, <sighs> but how has this happened? Plays- but how aside from porn, right? Aside from porn, where that that's part of the story is that it's a horror story. Mm-hmm. Like, has that happened? Have we had a horror movie that revolves or deals with anything in terms of the porn industry? Not that I'm maybe aware. Uh, well, I mean, we've uh, like, maybe dancers, concern, and that. yeah, like strippers. But porn, we, we have, like actual porn, the industry. I don't know. Again, I don't, I don't even know what this movie's about, so I'm just talking out of my ass. Yeah, dude. Can't wait to watch it. Yes. We're watching it this week, so we'll be ready to do it next week. Yeah, we're only... Well, I'm going to get my second viewing in on it. You're only going to end up getting one unless you download it. No, I'm going to watch it, dude, and I'm going to soak it. When I, could, when I watch a movie in the theaters, I have a oh. better retainment in my brain than I do when I'm doing it from home. Dude, I went on a... I went on a Friday night at a 6.30 showing. No, 6.40 showing, and I was the only one in the theater. Damn. Yeah. So that'll be us. If we go to the same theater. Damn, let's do it. Yeah. And same time, let's just go early. Well, they, they only the have one showing. They, they only got one showing. Oh, what night. time? So, uh, seven, uh, five, 540, I think. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, we're in. Or 740, something like that. I think, no, I think it's 740. There you go. But yeah, we're going to be the only ones in the theater, dude. Shadow people. I love it. We got X coming next. If you've not seen X it. X going to give it to you. <laughs> if you've not seen it, make sure to try to see it before our next episode, uh, or else you're just going to have to skip it if you don't want it spoiled. Anyway, that's the end of the 84. So uh, we'll be back in uh, in a week's time with some new stuff. Until then, for Jim Clark, this is Chris Chavez. Again, thanks so much for listening. Make sure to hit up our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Out of the Shadows Podcast, or OOTS Pod. And uh, leave us some messages, leave us some comments, rate subscribe do all that stuff tell people about us and until next week remember to keep your eyes on the shadow